Welcome to the Influent Podcast, developing leadership, building success, and influencing society. For more resources, visit us online at influent.life. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Influent Live. And here we are with our fourth session of Rethink with Jim Mafuccio, my business partner and good good friend, and Bible Heavy Revy. It's been so good. I mean, you know, we have been really visiting this whole series on the kingdom, and it is so clear how much the church talks about the kingdom, but really has so little revelation of the yeah. kingdom. And really, this is this is really a Bible study you and I are going in, into, like figuring out, wait a minute, right? let's rethink all these scriptures that we've read and heard a million times, but with fresh lenses. And it really is, it really is revelatory and absolutely transformational. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing when you find out how much you know the verses, but somebody has told us how to interpret exactly. and they put together they've constructed these exactly. matrix of ideas and fit this stuff in and then when a when a chunk comes out of that matrix you all of a sudden you're like well wait a second that doesn't really belong there what does this really mean and yeah. in scriptures that are so almost wrote to us all of a sudden we're having to grapple with what and we're going to hit some of those today but what does what are the implications of this massive statement that was Jesus it made? Is, you know? Honestly, some of the things he said are so outlandish <laughs> and so outrageous yeah. that if we believe them, it changes everything. Yeah, that's right. And we have to believe them. Yep. So, so this is our fourth session we talked about. The first session was the ever-expanding kingdom. The second sessions were really about what he means to rule and reign in the earth, which is huge, that he's he's making us as kings and queens in the earth, how we're to, we're to exercise leadership and influence on the right. planet, first over our lives, yes, which we get as a church community, but really know to be impactors and influencers of those around us, and it's actually expanding the kingdom. Right, we do the that. reign of God. Yeah, yeah so this time, it's greater people, greater works. Yes. So there's far greater people coming in the planet, right, in the future, right? Is that what that means? They... Yeah. Well, what it means is that if, if, if Jesus is a good authority, that this new uh, thing that, that he ushered in, and we, we kind of jokingly call it humanity 2.0. Right. When, when the kingdom, when John the Baptist... Which is a human filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. Human born a second time, a human. We're upgraded. It's two point oh. We're the we're right. the upgrade. We're you know? the bionic one. Yeah. So uh, what? So what, we can just jump right into this. What? Yeah. What, what Jesus said, and this is one of those uh, those tilt deals. This is when he was speaking about John the Baptist, and John the Baptist is the one that came as the forerunner, the the, the fulfillment of the prophecy, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, to prepare the way, introduce Jesus to the earth. And, and his main sense. his message was to the Jewish people that were looking for a Messiah and looking for a king to come sit on that throne of David. He said, "Repent, change your mindset, Jewish people, from from you know hist from your history. Change your mind because that kingdom that you've been looking for, that kingdom of God, is at hand." And by the way, there he is, the Lamb of God who takes away the <laughs> sins of the world, the guy from Nazareth who's been the carpenter. So this is why it took a violence for these people to press into that kingdom. So Jesus, speaking about John the Baptist in Matthew 11, says that, you know, among those, you know, he asked, you know, who did you go out to the wilderness to see? You know, a reed shaking in the wind, all of that. And he goes, 
He goes, you went out to see this guy who Jesus says is among all those ever born of a woman. That's all of humanity. He says, there's never been one greater than John. Wow. So he was va basically saying, this and this wasn't about John's the, uh, John's the real deal. Jo John's the real deal, but it was in the context of this is because of what he's introducing to the planet, and what he's introducing to the planet is what I came to bring, and that's called the kingdom of God that 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 you know we've been waiting for for centuries and centuries. The kingdom is here, but here's here's the crazy thing about it: as great as John was, and he's saying John was like the greatest man. That it ever, ever lived, ever lived because up of what, until that day. Because of the message he carried and that he faithfully right. carried out it. And he right. goes, but here's what's, and this is, I'm adding my own slang, but here's what's really going to blow your mind. Because I'm sure you're, they'd be cataloging, wow, Moses, Elijah, Joshua, Daniel, John is the greatest of all. Yeah, he goes, but, but, but hold on a minute. This new kingdom, this human 2.0 that I'm launching, whoever is least in it, Whoever's the least one in it is greater than John. Wow. So by implication, transitive property, that means that a human being 2.0, born with God on the inside now, which John wasn't. John was filled with the Spirit, visitations of the Spirit, like the prophets of old. But from this point on, people will be able to house the very presence of God. The kingdom of God literally wow. will be within them because the king will be within them. So Jesus said, as great as John was and as great as, again, Moses, Joshua, all these people, if you are born into this kingdom, if you are a member of human, humanity 2.0, you are greater than all those people. So, Bob, I can look you in the face and say, Bob, you are greater than David. <laughs> Oh, You're greater than Moses. And I, and I remember have, I had a conversation with two guys when this hit me the first time. And I looked them in the eye and I said, and one of the guys' name was Daniel. I said, Daniel, you are greater. Who's your favorite Bible character? David. I said, you are greater than David. Wow. You are greater than Daniel. And, and, and I said, now I'm going to do something that's really hard for me to do. I am greater than Moses. And I said, that even today, that feels so wrong to say. And it feels, uh -huh. like, but Jesus Christ said that. And I said, why is that so difficult to say? And I don't even know if he knew how profound his, but he said, accountability. And it immediately hit me. Once we admit, wow. once we say we believe what Jesus Christ said about us in terms of our capacity, wow. in terms of our responsibility, and in terms of our calling, now we're committed. <sighs> So, so we must wrestle with the implication of the statement. So, so I want to okay, ask. So, what what are the Im implications? Okay, of so here's the thing, guys. I don't know how many of you have seen the Matrix, but we're at the red pill, <laughs> blue pill moment. Because here's the thing: if Jesus Christ you said, have a "Splinter in your mind," <laughs> yes. If Jesus Christ said that, and whatever you got to wrestle with, what does he mean, greater? But when he was talking about John. It wasn't some religious pious thing. He yeah. was saying, what this guy came to carry and that I came to launch is introducing a factor of greatness to the planet that all these people that you look back to as heroes, you're greater than them. Wow. Okay. Now, so here's the thing. You can take the blue pill and forget this conversation ever happened <laughs> and just go back to playing church and waiting for the great one to come so all the great stuff can get done. <laughs> or you can take the red pill <laughs> And see how deep the rabbit hole goes. Oh, 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 oh. Come <laughs> so, on, man. 
So oh, I think we've wow. chosen to we've chosen to take the red pill in, in our camp and wow. and really come to grips with this because what it really comes down to is the responsibility. I, I hear right now in my spirit, I hear the Apostle Paul's prayer that he prays every day that the eyes of our understanding, the eyes that we got when we came into this kingdom, Jesus said in John 3, without these eyes you can't see the kingdom, but everyone who's born in the spirit now can see this if you're willing but that those eyes would be enlightened so that we would know what is the hope of his calling and, wow. and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in, in us, us, the great ones, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power that's working in us. Because here's the thing, if we this, see those things, we won't buy into some of the theology we've bought oh into. Oh my gosh. And we will change the world. Th this, is, this is the great apostolic prayer. He said, if you could just know who you are who you are and why you're here why you're here and what the resources the are available greatness of his power to yeah. the resources available to you it would change absolutely everything right so we we walk in one percent of the revelation of who we are righteous by faith awesome yeah but that is just the beginning right. of the rabbit hole right yeah that's not yeah that's not going down the rabbit that, hole that's you get in but now you're in so you're the least in yeah, the kingdom. That's the door to At the rabbit hole. At that point, Jesus says, by identification, you're, gr you're greater than all these pre-human, yeah. you're greater than all the human 1.0s. Wow. By, by, just by, now, what you do with that is what we really, that, that's the how then shall we live. And that's so what we have to deal with. This means that we have accountability and responsibility because we have been given such an enormous kingdom absolutely that we have been what if we've been given every tool we need what if what, what if yeah <laughs> we have been given literally what if we what if we had the unlimited availability of god almighty yeah every moment of every day all of his power all of his wisdom all of his understanding literally uh, unlimited and available in an unlimited way yeah. to us every day. What if that yeah, what and, if that was the case? Right. And why would we think that we don't? Right. Because of he who gave his own son, right? Freely gave his own son. How will he not also with him freely give us all things? Wow. I mean, he so that's where we we want to go with this is so we're the greater people. We're the that, greater that's people. That's the the 2.0s. And by the way, when we talk about this, make it clear. We're not talking about any one individual. You know, a lot of the promises from God to, to the church and a lot of the writings of the church, you know, the Hebrew mind would have read them corporately. So, you know, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Yeah, Jesus, you know, the Holy Spirit lives in me, but, and the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. I don't picture one human being, you know, that's born of God, like crushing, literally crushing Satan, but corporately we've been given, Jesus said all, when, after he rose from the dead, he goes, now all authority in heaven and on earth has been given. Now he had that authority before he laid it down to become human. But when he became human, he became human. He, he gave that up. Satan was the God of this age, the ruler of this world, until Jesus defeated him at Calvary and he took the keys of hell and death. And he said, now the God of this age is judged, the ruler of this world is cast down. And he goes, now all authority in heaven and earth is mine. I'm going back to Father to sit at his right hand to receive that kingdom. I'm gonna come on the clouds of glory as Daniel saw. I'm gonna receive a dominion and then I'm gonna hand it to the saints of the Most High God, the human 2.0s. 
And that's exactly what Revelation 5 says. The scene that we see is that He redeemed us from every tongue, tribe, people, and nation, made us a kingdom of priests or kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. This is real stuff. This is right. what we're here for. And so one, one saint isn't going isn't to take over the earth, but if we walk as the mm -hmm. corporate body of Christ, we will leaven this planet and we will yeah. see the reign of God increase. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. Uh, it's take the red pill yeah. and start to live out your destiny. Start to figure out who you really are, who he really is mm -hmm. in us. And we're figuring this out, I mean, as we're dialoguing about this. Yeah. And, and what's happening, I mean, I'll just say my own personal testimony, and I know yours as well, is we are just talking this morning about how just energized we are. It's yeah. like there is, there's something rejuvenating. I mean, here, you know, you are 61 for a couple more days, about to turn 62, right. and I'm <laughs> 58 years old. But honestly, we have more drive and energy and vigor as we're realizing just the, the, the greatness of the call that he's given us. Yeah. The, the, the incredible amount of running room he's laid in front of us and, and then tools that he's given us. And yeah, massive amount of opposition and challenge yeah. to overcome yeah. because he thinks we're overcomers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he, he, he thinks we're overcomers. Kings have king-sized problems, you know. Yeah. You know but you know, the, the, most Christians listen to this. I just wonder how people take this kind of thing when you say this. If it's like one wants to rise up and one wants to say... I am so far from that. I mean, I think about, you know, a couple we just spoke to just, mm. you know, dealing with tragedy and brokenness and they're just right. really trying to survive, you know. There's so few people are really connected right. to this reality. Yeah. You know, even the even the even the furthest ones down the road are right. not, you know. And this reality does not say that you're gonna have a trouble free life. It it almost says the opposite. It says if you really <laughs> step up and take ownership of this, you will be opposed because Satan does have a domain. He's not the ruler of the earth anymore, but he does have a domain. It's called the domain of darkness. Yeah. And he will resist us. But guess what? Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. <laughs> and, and he's already been bound. I mean, his, his, his kingdom is there for the ransacking. Doesn't mean yeah. we don't lose a skirmish here and there. Doesn't mean we don't have some trouble along the way. Yeah. We do have trouble. In this world, we will have yeah. trouble, Jesus promises. But, but, he, but he said, but grit your teeth and endure it because I'll come back and fix it. He didn't say that. He uh, said, be, he actually said, be of good cheer for I have for overcome, I've overcome the, world. the world. And by the way, then if <clears throat> I've overcome the world, then you, you will overcome the world. And this gets into our next thing is, yeah. is because greater is he that is in yeah. you. You know, we talked about this today too, you know, uh, <clears throat> greater, uh, a, a, the best defense yeah. is usually a best, a good offense. Yeah. Right, yeah. so that I, I think we, I think especially when we get hit, we tend to play defense. Yeah, we pull in. Yeah, we we pull in. We hunker down. We try to survive, and it is actually the best time to pick yourself up and and go on the attack. Right. right. It says it says the gates of hell will not prevail against the church that he's building. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah, gate, gates are, I was thinking about this actually driving over here, gates, you know, we've talked a lot about gates don't chase people, gates hold people in. You wow. know, actually Jesus took the keys to those gates. Wow. And he said, now I'm giving them to you. So go pillage, go, go inside of those gates where there's darkness and where people are bound captive to darkness and sin and, and depravity and bad systems of government and all of that and bring light in there. So and, he's, and he, said the, he said the kingdom of the enemy or where, where, where his domain 
exists right. and his rule reigns, it cannot withstand your onslaught. Right. As a people of it, he's he's at the enemy. He is powerless. He is. It's been. He's, he's been, defeated. He's defeated. Yeah. But but it's his his kingdom is ripe for plundering. Yeah, exactly. Now he still comes out and and does damage to us. Yeah, and we and we but, leave places. We've got to keep going after. That's right. It. All right. Yeah. Okay. Greater people, greater works. Okay. So that, what are what? So, what about so let's this? hit greater works because again, again, another one of those things Jesus said that we really have to you know go further in the rabbit hole on. But he said <laughs> most assuredly. I say to you, he who believes in me, Jesus says this, the works that I do, he will do also. <laughs> and greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. What is the what? causal effect? What is the causal relationship because he of Jesus leaving yeah. that would allow us then to do greater works than he did. And then what are those greater works? And so we've talked a little bit about that in the What's well, It's the, the Holy past. Spirit, right? He says, if I go, I will send another, the helper. Well, that's 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 the resourcing that we have. But I think it's, it, it, it put it, keep it in, in a kingdom context. What did he do when he went to the Father? He That's again, that Daniel 2 scene and that Revelation 5 scene. He went to receive his kingdom. Remember the nobleman went to a faraway? He went to he, he came on the clouds of heaven and he came up to the ancient of days, Daniel saw, and the and, and, and it was given to him a dominion and a kingdom Ooh. which would have no end. That was his coronation. That was his crowning moment. Got it. He says, Now, because I'm crowned, I reign, and my body, who's seated with me spiritually, but who's very much alive on the earth is now my reigning regency on the earth, my ambassador, my embassy Got it. to bring my reign on so, earth. So he, he basically defeated the enemy, inherited the kingdom right. by legal right, yeah. and, then, and then he handed us the keys and the human 2.0. Yeah. He gave us the, the upgrade. upgrade. And he said, now go drive the insurgents <laughs> off the planet. Because that's all the devil is on the earth uh, anymore. He's an insurgent. Trespasser. Yeah. yeah. What Adam gave up at the fall, Jesus, Adam 2.0, and the final wow. Adam, by the way, got back and said, now, as it's been from the beginning, heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he has given to the sons of men. Sons of men, you're wow. back on the scroll, you're back on the page, now go drive. And it's the oh Father's pleasure, Jesus said. He, now, could Jesus have done the greater works? Of course he could have. Hmm? He would have never had to become a man. He could have just said, wipe it out, we're doing a different humanity. Wow. But he didn't. And so, so here we are with the greater works. So I, I was meditating on this two or three years ago. Like, what are the greater works? You give this, Andy. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are the greater works? So, so Jesus said. Good, Jesus said in Luke, he said, "What is works for?" He actually got up the day it was his turn to read the scroll in the <laughs> temple, and he said, "Today in your hearing, this is fulfilled." After he read Isaiah sixty-one, one through three, familiar verse. Right. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor, which he did, to heal the brokenhearted, liberty to proclaim liberty to the captives, opening of prison doors. This is this really describes his his three years of ministry, right. healing the wounded, preaching the gospel to the poor. I mean, he, this describes the works that he did right. on the planet. 
Right. And proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the, the day of day favor, favor of, 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 of God, right. and the day of vengeance, which he also proclaimed. Right. Now, he stopped short of the day of vengeance, but we, and we can talk about that because it has some eschatological implications. But, uh, but we won't, I, man, I, everything in me wants to, but Let's I'm not, not going go to go there today. So, but, but, the, but the point we want to make here is what Jesus came to do was Those were was the works aimed, he did. Yeah, he came. So what are the greater works? The works are to, to minister to the individual, so to, to restore. The works of Jesus redeem and restore people, but unto what? Okay, so, so that's the, that moves into the second part of, uh, of Isaiah 61. I think it's verse 4. Is verse four where it starts talking about? Yeah. What we, so okay. so so we're doing these. This is what the church people we're doing a lot. So we're setting the captives free and right. We're ministering. Because he to said the you'll do the works do, and I so, do. Well, he says he says he believes in me. The works I do, he will do also. But also greater works. Right. So then we go on in verse four. And what are the greater works that it says? Actually, it, here it is. Right. And uh, verse well, four. Yeah. Restore the, the. So here's the thing. Here's what I wrote. The works. The, the works of Jesus redeem and restore people unto what that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, the works of these restored people, this planting of the Lord, kingdom people, 2.0 people, are to restore the earth. They shall rebuild the ancient ruins, raise up the former desolations, repair the ruined cities, and repair and, and the desolations of many generations. That's called transform the planet. Wow, okay, rebuild the ancient ruins, Raise up the former desolations, repair the ruined, ruined cities. cities, the desolation of generations. So basically, it's repairing the planet. Right, Re restoration. So, so, so this is, and Jesus didn't do those things. He pre-laid the foundation. And for he's that. not going to do those things <laughs> except for through us, because again, the Father said to Jesus, "Sit here at my right hand until." This is the until. I make your enemies a footstool. Oh! Acts says heaven must retain him until the restoration of all things. Oh my gosh. 1 Corinthians 15 says that he's held there until wow. when he returns, it's to defeat, destroy the last enemy, which is death. Wow. But heaven is retaining him until basically wow. we finish the work on earth, the greater works, which through his headship, operating through his people that have him on the inside of them, the greater people with greater equipping to do the greater works. Wow. And he's got all the time in the world. He's not coming back until we're done. That's the Which thing. Which is what it says. And until we take responsibility and understand what we're here for, wow. we can want and wish and pray and ask for Jesus to come back and do our part all we want. There is no human 3.0 on, <laughs> on this planet for, for work on this planet. This right. is it. Sorry, this is all we get. The indwelling God, the fellowship <laughs> of the believers, the written revelation of God, the oh operating manual, the CEO of this thing that lives on the inside of us, each other, the power of prayer, the power of faith, that nothing will be impossible. <laughs> the greater one. So he's, John is talking about oh. the Antichrist and the spirit of Antichrist. And he says, it's now already in the world and it's coming and blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, but here's the thing. Greater is the one that is in you than he that is in the world. He literally means the Antichrists. Mm -hmm. So the one in me is greater. So why, so why would I have a, a theology that would believe that that one's going to win and that one's going to drive us into a corner on the planet so that Jesus can come back yet again and finish the work? It doesn't even make sense. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so Jesus came. That was a red pill moment. To that. <laughs> <laughs> oh! 
So Jesus came, he, he opened the doors to the kingdom, he, he punched the lights out of the anime so that, so that he couldn't defeat us, basically. And he then, he, and he, he went and established this first level of the kingdom, which is right. these, these good works, preaching the gospel, setting the captives free, all this. Then he goes and purchases 2.0 human for us. Right. And then hands it to us as boys, ladies. Yeah. yeah. Finish it. Kids, kiddos. Least in the Get kingdoms. up. Yeah. Get up. Yeah. And go go finish what I've been doing. Yeah. And it literally is about and I, I think this is so many so much of Christians are really trying to live in the past. We're right. We're trying to recreate the book of Acts. Right. And the book of Acts was awesome. Yeah. For the book of Acts days. Yeah. We're really to do that but a, a lot more stuff. That's a foundation. It's a great foundation, yeah. Yeah. but it fit the time and the history period that they were in. There's a new history period where it is about the rebuilding of the ancient ruins, raising up the desolations, repairing the ruined cities, and the desolations of generations. It's about taking the corruption in the earth and eliminating it. It's about taking the, the, the brokenness, the, the, the fault lines in the planet, right. and to be shifting them, which... You know, you read my latest book, Kingdom Horizon. Yep. It's, I actually show, I go through every single uh, data point I could find that has a long period of history. What's changed on the planet since Jesus walked yep. the earth 2,000 years ago? And, and we find out that the kingdom, the value systems, the, the ancient ruins have been, be, the former desolations are being rebuilt. The cities yep. are being repaired. And the desolations are, are, are being shifted. And, and right. people, people are really blind to, to this to the advances of the kingdom that are going on in these theaters and it is the greater works yeah and it's one thing to study those wow. things in history and it's another thing to look forward to you know we think look forward to those things to happen when Jesus returns but guess what that eliminates the responsibility for the right here and the right now um, and our responsibility isn't just to hang on hold on hole up hide out save a few <laughs> keep my house keep myself clean until he returns. My responsibility Ooh. is to stand well, on the shoulders of the reformers, the Wilberforces, you know, the people through history that have, that have Honestly, operated dude, in their that's sphere. That's the third guy. The survivor in the, is the yeah, third guy. Explain the third guy, because okay. you and I talk, we know who the third guy the is. The third <laughs> guy is, is the third guy in, in, in the parable of the talents and the parable of, of, the, of the minas. Right. So he says he, he, he gave, he called his servants, he gave them his stuff, he entrusted them, he goes away for a long time to, to receive, receive a kingdom. kingdom. <laughs> and then he comes back and he gives an account. And the two, the two first guys basically produced something good, they took right. what they were given and they multiplied it. So faithfulness and he calls them good and faithful right faithfulness is not saving what you've been giving or being a good right. saver or it's just about, or just it's believing about taking what you yeah. were given right. and multiplying it and the third guy is the guy who saved it all right he said i preserve I, it. I, I have what is I, here here you have what I is yours i kept it yeah. safe yeah i kept yeah. it safe i didn't get offended and yeah. what, did he, what did he call him wicked lazy that's tough no. words yeah Wickedly, yeah. and take away what was his and give it to the ones that will the produce a profit. The third guy is the guy who is stalled out, yeah. the guy who is not engaging the system, yeah. the guy who is not bringing the value system of heaven to the earth. And it's because, because again, our behavior and our action reflects what we believe, okay? So he had a belief issue. He didn't understand the nature of what his king, the one who went away to a faraway land, who he was and what he expected of us and what he gave us as the, as the privilege and the, 
calling. What's the outcome of being faithful? Enter into the joy. It doesn't mean when you die you go to heaven. Enter into the joy of your master. It's the joy of a father to promote a son, to, to release more and more of his, his ownership to his son, to watch his kids grow up in the dominion that, that he has won for them and that it's been his pleasure to give them. So if we camp out on it because we've been told, well, actually an enemy's bigger and tougher and stronger and they're going to actually come and plunder and you're going to be, most of you are going to fall away. You're going to lose your kingdom identity and you're going to fall away. So you better be careful not to fall away. No, no. Keep pressing this agenda of the king with the expectation that it's going to work and it's going to win. And at the end of the day, it's going to be a wheat field with some tares in it, not a tare right. field with some wheat in it. And it's going to be a mountain that fills the earth. And it's a progressive thing. And it started when Jesus started planting the planting of the Lord when he came at his first advent. That's why he was so energized when he said, John, the, you guys got to get who this guy is. Wow. He's the prophet that came to announce the old day is passing. The new one is here. Human 2.0 is launched. And the least person in this is greater than Elijah, greater than Moses, greater than Daniel. And I'm going to raise up a whole company of them in every nation of the earth. And they're going to drive darkness off this planet. My enemies are going to be made a footstool wow. for my feet. And I'm not leaving my father's side until they're done. Wow. You, you know, you know, guys, I hope you're... Uh getting this and maybe you're seeing why we're so amped and this is this is real this is real this is this is life in your soul this is life in my soul mm. this is shifting everything about us we're getting a hold we're we're laying a hold of this incredible For which we've been laid hold of oh my gosh <laughs> yes. and it is i am more energized now more driven more more envisioned more empowered to go and run my race yeah. and not sit back and wait for something good to happen. Yeah. So, and run in such a way that we may win. All right, there is so. there is the red pill moment. <laughs> there is the red pill moment. Take the red pill. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's let's a, see how far this it, rabbit hole goes. Yeah, and, and I honestly, I just encourage people to, you know, study, search these things out and see if they be so. You know, but don't, don't take what another Bible teacher has told you and say, this is what this verse means. This is what, do a little bit of study. And, you know, what's really helped me a lot is studying some of the historical church teachings and some of the early church fathers and, and even some of the more recent church fathers that have recovered, that are recovering this theology of dominion on the yeah. planet and, and of an ever expanding kingdom. And it's not, you know, yeah. I, too, too much, too much of our of our teaching. It's copying other teachers yeah. who copy other teachers who copy other, you know, and copies of copies of copies of copies right. kind of lose something. Yeah. And it, it is we really need to just get back to what what really is he saying? Yeah. And this it is so radical yeah. what he is saying. And it's energizing. Yeah. All right. It's, we need it. <laughs> What's next time? What, what are we going to rethink? I think next five. time we didn't really get to the uh, the greater, we, we touched on greater people and greater works. That's what we're called to do. And uh, I, I think we, we are going to talk about the greater resources that we have. All right. Okay, so how do we, because this is all, this can't just stay theory, <laughs> right? Because if this just stays theory, you know, Jesus was uh. the word. Right. But the word became flesh and dwelt among us so we could behold him and we could touch him and we could see him. OK, this stuff, by the way, the awesome thing is, is as you mentioned in your book, there actually is some history of this stuff becoming flesh and dwelling among us. Yep. The kingdom is actually the wheat. It's actually doing really well. <laughs> 
We're not, <laughs> we're not near a full wheat field yet yeah. because all the nations of the earth are going to have a manifestation of the kingdom and, and are going to have a, an opportunity for people to live peaceable, quiet lives in all godliness and sincerity. That's my belief. I, I'm, I, I don't want this thing to be over until that's the case. Mm. What we've enjoyed here in America and, and, and folks in, in parts of Europe have enjoyed, number one, I want us to get it back and get it better. But I want the people in Congo. I want the people in, in, in third world nations. I want the people that are, that are trapped in Islamic you know, s systems to have the, uh, more than me wanting it, Jesus wants it. Okay, so for us American that, Christians, purchased it, for us American Christians to talk about him coming back before they get a chance to taste this on this earth in this time, through the greater people doing the greater works, not me. Uh, too, uh, too late. I'm it, ruined. It's for like that. the farmer planting a seed, and at the first spread, he says, "Okay, let's do the harvest." Yeah. It's like, wait a second, we got thousand acres what? here that have, <laughs> haven't not, been planted no. yet. And oh, yeah. right, ain't gonna happen. Right. All right. So. Wow. All right. So resources right. next time. Red pill moment. There you have it. We'll see you next time. <laughs> God bless. God bless.